Sponsored by Boyle Sports, the principal sponsor of Birmingham City Football Club, and of course our good friends at SAS Autos and Boardsley Labour Club. Um, what a weekend that was. Um, Taylor two penalties right at the end of the game. It came alive on the 86th, 87th minute, something like that, and uh, we come away with a draw. Um, I feel we should have really, really nailed that one, uh, rather on home. We should have nailed that one. However, what we'll do is we'll get on with the show and we'll get all your thoughts, comments, and opinions. And uh, let's just have a bit of a laugh on the way. Welcome, Mrs. Brown. Good evening. <laughs> uh, welcome to the one and only Mr. Sheen, Paul Hickness. Good evening, all. And good evening to Mr. Robe. Hello, everybody. And our special guest tonight, the one and only, ladies and gentlemen, Wayne Alcock. Good evening. Right, I'm still in possession of me at Sassy Blue's COVID mask. Uh, as the infection rate has gone up all over the well, all over the world by the look of it, so it don't look to, to me like we'll be seeing any football this season. Nah. What you're at, Paul? No chance. No, unfortunately not. No, it's not looking uh, very likely at all, is it? I think it's probably going to be. Well, I'm hoping it's going to be next season. You know, sort of August next year. But you know, there's always a... that glimmer of hope. But I'm, it's very I'm sad, sick. isn't it, when you're on a match day? I was just saying before we came on. You know, it gets to twelve, one o'clock, and you start to feel it a bit, don't you? You know. I'll just, be, I'll just be on my way now, you know, just be on my way yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Anyway, welcome, Wayne. Uh, big Birmingham City fan, of course. Yeah. And uh, quite a little star in the old boxing ring. Do you want a quick leveller outside, mate? Quick leveller outside. <laughs> 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 yeah, done a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm happily retired now, mate. Happily retired. <laughs> happily retired. Happily retired. Leave it to the young kids now. <laughs> ah, come on, come on. There's, there's always a good kid, everybody, mate. <laughs> okay. Um, your brother, my brother, old, welcome to my brother. My brother Mick. How old is my name? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, 46. No way. 46. I know, you, I know I don't look it, but <laughs> 46. Yeah, but yeah. welcome to Mick. Going to sit tonight, Chris. I was going to say, I hope I look that well when I'm 46, but I don't look that good now. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, look, 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 look at me and Nick. Look at me and Nick. Yeah, welcome to the Basically, my brother Mick's joined in the show tonight. He came up to see me yesterday. Marvelous to see him. I haven't seen him for a few years, and uh, we had um, well, we had a little bit of a Mister Floor session, shall we? Shall we say a Mister Floor proper session? Um, we had a, ooh, a little drink of rum in the house, then we went downstairs for one, uh, then to the vaults for two, and then to the swamp for one, then the Talbot for one, then back to the vaults for another two, and there's not much left in the litre bottle of whiskey either. <laughs> so um, not a lot of work was done today. <laughs> was, that, was that just to celebrate a draw, Nick? 
A draw, yeah. You, you, you watch me when, I, when we get a win, Ted. <laughs> oh, dear. He's saying I still look a bit rough. Um, <laughs> yeah, you do, yeah. Well, you know, you know. OK, the gelée is back. The gelée is back. Look, uh, winter, Yay. winter. Yeah. So uh, I've got to wrap up and keep warm because, you know, I'm a quite an old frail git, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get to your age, Mick's saying, in case you're wondering why I'm looking so rough, uh, he tried to keep up with me last night. Poor little lad. I should have took his photograph with his gobbo and fast asleep on the settee, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should have, yeah. Oh, uh, Okay, Wayne, talk us through your career then. Whoa. Oh, jeez. Go on, yeah, box, Go on, go for it, mate. Box for, <laughs> box, box for a hell of a long time. 25 years in Saltwell and, you know, through the amateurs, got myself at the top of the tree as an amateur and then moved into the professionals. Won the English title, the British, the Commonwealth the WBU world title and also challenged for the IBF world title over in Switzerland as well. Uh, and finished really as manager for the British and Commonwealth. Uh, I got more pleasure out of coaching kids myself and started moving into the coaching side, which I'm still doing today. Yeah. Uh, and so it's time to hang them up really. I think when you're, when you're doing something like that, you know, your heart's got to be in it completely. I enjoy, I love my career. I enjoyed the time in there, but when you're getting more of a buzz out of watching the kids coming through, it was time for me to move on. And uh, I've left, you know, intact, really. I left at the, at the top of the game, which is how I kind of wanted to leave out of it. I wasn't going to stay in the sport and, uh, and end up taking defeats that I didn't need to. Uh, I'd set myself up. Thank, thank you. I've got a great a great coach in Paddy Lynch, who you guys probably heard of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who obviously yeah. had Rob McCracken and stuff. And Paddy Lynch was not only my trainer, but a great mentor as well. And he made sure I could come out of the sport with a few quid and, and, and set up my own businesses and stuff after I finished. So uh, I sort of I retired from the sport rather than the sport retirement. Uh, and he's mm. I'm trying to obviously teach my kids now, get them to come out of the sport at the end of it, enjoy a great career and come out of it and be able to have a life after, enjoy a life after it. So where uh, did the where yeah. did where did the nickname come from, mate? Mad Dog. Mad Dog was a, a mad period where uh, literally, you know, I stopped boxing when I was when I was 21 after the uh, ABA finals, where I, I felt I got robbed easier, yeah, but on the day and literally walked away from the sport. Really, my friend had just committed suicide, so I entered after a three year gap. Uh, my friend had committed suicide, so I entered the ABAs in his memory, and everyone said, I'm mad. You're not going to get past the first round. This is the elite championship. She must be crazy. Uh, and I had to enter for him, and I went all the way to the final. As I say, I thought I got robbed in the final. So I walked again feeling I'd let him down. Unfortunately for me, a few years later, uh, well, the Mad Dog came in that period after, where I went off yep. the rails, went up the town, you know, your domes and whatever else, and you go out in the piss, and all my pals know he's a bit of a boxer. So I ended up getting myself in loads of trouble, fighting all the time. And that's where it all come from, really, to be fair. I couldn't really handle my drink very well uh, and got myself into a few naughty situations. Uh, and that's where that, that sort of came from, really, to be fair. When I spoke to the... Turn that round, Wayne. How did you turn that, that bad period round? Well, let me tell you now, how I turned it round was, unfortunately for me, my dad died in a car accident uh, and it, it shook me to the bone. Uh, to be fair, I remember going to the funeral and not literally. My dad never used to give me a lot of praise when I boxed. You know, I could knock a kid out in a round, and my dad would say, "What about that right hand move in the first round, son?" You know, yeah, weren't yeah. like about the results. You know, uh, yeah. so he kept me going. And I remember going to the to the funeral and speaking to a lot of people at the funeral, and they're like, "You're the star boxer your dad was always talking about, and what have you." And I thought, like, I'm not actually. I'm a bum at this moment in time. I'm just drinking. I'm fighting. I'm just being an idiot, basically. My life was completely out of control. Uh, and it's mad how you take things. I took the first thing mm. and went, come back into amateur boxing with a friend who committed suicide, and it was my daddy. Unfortunately for me, the two worst things that have happened in my life uh, are used as a positive, rather than mm. going the other day and drinking more. I went, right, it's time to get back in the gym, and I'm going to try and make them proud. And 
all the way through my career, you know, right the way through the whole of my career, I used to have a picture of my best friend in one boot and a picture of my dad in the other. And I felt that I was fighting for them, not just me. And that gave me that extra. I think if anything in life, you know, you need a reason. And they were my reason and uh, the reason why I wanted to win the titles and stuff. So, yeah, massive, massive influence quite on powerful, me. powerful, actually, isn't it? You know, a picture of each, blimey. That's, that's quite Yeah, powerful. a picture of each, and, yeah, in each boot. And uh, as I say, I'll be honest with you, after I beat Howard Eastman and, and become the first British fighter ever beat him uh, in a 12-year reign that he had, uh, and I took the British and Commonwealth, after that fight, I had three more fights. But you know what? I never had the, I never had the picture in either boot because my dad remembered Howard Eastman. My dad would know Howard Eastman at the time. Uh, and I remember thinking after I beat him, it was the only fight where I really got emotionally attached at the end of the result. The end of the result. Mm. I remember him shouting the winner and the new. And I just sank to my knees and I was like, <laughs> well, I've done it. Wow. Uh, and that, for me, part, part of me left me that day. Part of me left me that day because I was like, Dad, I've beat him. You know, because uh, a lot of people rated him really high. So, uh, it was kind of the end of my career as well, in some respects. I'd achieved what I wanted to do, and hopefully from that result, I'd kind of made him proud. So, uh, yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, you Brent, made them both. Brent, your dad was proud anyway, Wayne. Keep right Yeah, and, uh, Craig Courtney wants to know, why blues? Why blues? Yeah. Why, why do I follow blues? Yeah. Mm. For me, I've grew, well, I grew up in Chardin, to be fair which is split both ways. You've got a, you know, a bit from the enemy and a bit from the Blues as well. Why Blues for me? It was, I literally just got caught up in that in, in, in the path where all the lads are knocked about. We were all Blues fans. We just right. as a kid, that's it. Just, I just followed that path like my, my, most kids do. It wasn't a parent thing then, you, your dad did No, it wasn't a parent. Right Believe it or not, my, my, my dad wasn't really a sportsman. He'd done a, he'd done, he was a runner. He yes. wasn't really into football and he wasn't really into, into boxing as such, although he liked the sports. Yeah. He wasn't really an avid fan. So, yeah, it wasn't really from a parent perspective or even, you know, I've got no brothers. I was an only child, so it couldn't even be for that. So it was purely from me, from memory. It was from my pals. I mean, one of my pals, that, one of the guys I grew up with, and I've known well still today, Matty Fox, who played for the Blues, obviously. Yeah. And Matty was a few years <laughs> older than me, but he was from my area. And I remember Matty okay. and Tatey as well. Tatey as well. They were from my area. So obviously that, that draws you in as well, seeing them guys going on and, and doing well. Uh, so obviously that that was the, the, the pull for me, the law, and, and obviously it was a lot more local than what uh, than what Liverpool or any of the other big clubs were all about. You know, I could go and actually watch a game of football. As I find a lot of young kids were following the the Liverpools and stuff at that time. Well, still do, yeah, still do. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, what so, was your first game? Like? In Sweden, then. Sorry, sorry. Tell us about what happened in Sweden. How did you get robbed? Uh, no, in the ABAs, you mean? Yeah, yeah. in the ABAs. Yeah. It was in the ABAs. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was basically, it was freestanding camps that I received uh, while I was in the ring. Uh, literally, you get freestanding camps and the fight's over. But there was n at no time was he in any trouble on any of them standing camps. So basically, the referee was from the same area as the kid that I was boxing. So it was just a, a, just a quick way of getting him yeah. out there. The referee didn't ref again after that on the championships. It did come out, but that was no good to me because the national title had gone then. So, obviously, I was disillusioned with the sport and so forth at the amateur level. So, I didn't box amateur again. I literally went professional. So, at the age of 20 there, I was doing that. And then at 25, I was turning professional after, you know, so I had a lot of years out uh, where I'd gone off the rails. And you think you'd missed the boat. I boxed in the amateurs with people like Nazim Hamid and stuff like that. And I remember being down the pub with the lads and you're half totting. You go, Nazim Hamid was on the telly. You're like, oh, I used to box with a sugar wellcock. You know what I mean? They think I was like <laughs> pulling the leg kind of thing because I wasn't yeah. boxing at that time. Uh, but yeah, it was mad. You watch them all go on and do well and achieve and win titles. And I was like, oh, I was at that level. Yeah, of course you was, Wayne. So again, it was a nice thing when I got to turn pro and I turned with Frank Maloney. 
uh, and it was an opportunity for me really to then, you know, uh, prove if I was as good as what my dad said I was. That's what it was all about for me, to see if I could do it. And thankfully, you know, I went on to, to, to be number one in the country and so forth, like number, number five in the world and, uh, and so forth. So I've done well in the end of it. Some great yeah. Did you you went you went uh, over to America for a bit, didn't you, Wayne? I trained with uh, Marvin Agler's trainer, Goody Petronelli. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I spent. Yeah. To be fair, I, I went back for, probably for the like, four or five years. I was back and forward in America. Goody actually wanted me to live in America, but obviously I've mm. got kids, and to do that upheaval and to move over there, it was it wasn't really for me. Yeah, you know, for me the biggest the, the challenge, and I, I started working with Goody before I won the British title. So for me, it was kind of like uh, I wanted to be in Britain. I wanted, I wanted that British start. I think any fighter, any professional fighter wants that British start. It's the best belt out there. You know, it's a, a beautiful belt. I'm so proud to be, a, you know, English champion and British champion, obviously. So that's kind of kept me in that, this country uh, and continued my career. And, and also I had a fantastic relationship with Paddy Lynch. As I say, he was a, a great mentor for me. Uh, so, yeah, Goody was like, literally, I could go over to see Goody anytime I wanted. It was a, mm-hmm. an experience. It was crazy the first time I went there. And you kind of like working out with Petra and then you come back and you see all the pictures of it in with Hagler doing the runs and, the, and you know, like, yeah. I've just been in that gym. I've just been training with that guy. It was, it was a crazy experience, surreal. Mm. And who's your favourite fighter of all time, Wayne? You know what? I've got a few to be fair. Frankly, yeah. I've been lucky to meet him. Uh, my favourite fighter of all time. I used to love Sugar Ray Leonard. He was one of the ones that really got me oh, into it. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, brilliant fight, which was crazy when I went to Hagler's gym. <laughs> and it was yeah, Hagler was yeah, brilliant yeah. as well, wasn't he? Yeah. But, uh, Hagler, was, Hagler was also, you know, one of my favourites. Uh, Mike Tyson. Uh, n- n- more modern day, you'd probably say, I used to love Nigel Benn. Not yeah. the, the thing, but just, the, you know, the determination. I, I love Nigel Benn. Uh, it was Mike Tyson, obviously everyone liked Mike in his day and then early 20s, he was just phenomenal. I just yeah. said he was the only person that I would stay up till three o'clock in the morning, he'd knock the man out in 30 seconds and yeah. I was happy. Was you yeah. know anyone else done that? Uh, you know, if Lennox done that or anyone else, you'd be like, you idiots, I've stayed up all night. Yeah. like that, 30 seconds work, come on. <laughs> but you expected yeah. it with Tyson and you were still buzzing <laughs> after the fight, you know. So yeah, yeah unbelievable fighters. As a professional yeah. boxer, as a professional fighter, though, you've got to go for that, haven't you? You've got to, you can't, you can't sit back on your laurels and, and, and think, well, you know, I'm going to run this out for half an hour just because there's an audience there. You, you want to battle them and get on. It's, 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 it's styles, mate. Fights, and if I mean, I, I was, I wasn't a, a Mike Tyson kind of punch, but I could bang and I could uh, knock a few people out. And I had, a, I had, a, I had a punch that commanded respect. I wasn't a, 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 like the guy who, who stopped me in five rounds. I wasn't an Arthur Abrams. I wasn't a one punch knockout person. But I had a, a punch of respect. Unfortunately, this game, you don't, you don't, like Tyson, you say, you don't get paid for overtime. But at the same time, you can't put something that's not there. Some fighters just don't really have a punch. So they have to do, they have to run for 12 rounds or box for 12 rounds. They know they're not going to knock people out, you know. Uh, mm. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's difficult. You've just got to make sure you're prepared. I was always prepared whether it was going to go 12 rounds or whether it was going to go one round. Obviously, it was just a massive bonus if I could get them out early doors in a round mm. or two. My, my, my ultimate aim was always to try and get them out sooner than the 12 rounds. But you've yeah. got to prepare just in case course, yeah. that doesn't happen. There's Mike Tyson yeah. found against Buster Douglas. Yeah. You know, he didn't prepare for 12 rounds and ended up getting knocked out. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You're not always yeah. going to be on top in the fight either, are you? And it's like, it must be so difficult when you're not to get yourself to the top and win the fight. I mean, I think more recently at Joshua when he fought Klitschko yeah. and he put, him on his, he put him on the floor, obviously, and he came back to win, which was phenomenal. And, you know, what's it like when you're in the ring and you're in that situation? It ticks the box. You know what? I'll be honest. I've not really had that happen to me. I wish it did. I okay. wish I was in one of them gunslinging fights. But I'll be honest. If I was on it 110% and I was on it and there wasn't any problems around it, I didn't find it hard uh, with East Move, any of them. If I wasn't yeah. there 
and my mind wasn't there, then yeah. literally the, the inevitable happens. You know, if yeah. I hit runs getting beaten so forth and, and, and Macklin and so forth. You know, if, I, if I'm there though, nine times, I didn't have that kind of, you know, where that's really dragged myself up and, and ride the most. Every boxer wants it. But unfortunately for me, if I was switched on, usually I kind of made it easy. I found the tactics and just stayed with it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's having that discipline, that, you know, it's having the discipline to do it. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Mm-hmm. So okay. tell us, yeah. what, was your, what was your first Blues game then, Wayne? It was against the Villa, believe it or not. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was against the Villa. And I come on and uh, I remember saying to, 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 to Tom, uh, in the side because he, he was doing I was doing an interview in the gym and Tom was in there Tom used to use our gym and uh, and he said I didn't know you played a bit of football and you should come and play for us and that's how it kind of started because I told him about obviously having trials when I was a young oh you kid. mean when you played for the All-Stars sorry I meant like as a fan sorry so uh, yeah because Wayne you play for the All-Stars as well don't you Tom's team yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, what I meant was what was your first yeah, yeah. match as a fan sorry but yeah t- that, tell us about that as well yeah yeah no it's uh, yeah so like my first one for the obviously uh, the All Stars who, who, who played for Tom got me on board there, and uh, and I said maybe debut against the against the Villa, uh, believe it or not. I remember sitting in the and I still do it now. And I want you there to be fair, and I'll say to Tom and that like you know obviously uh, we got Kevin Francis playing at the time and a few of the others. I would have got that you know, and I said I'll say it when Debs is on for the crack and that I'll be in the back and going I would have scored that time. Shut up, Alcock, you know, get me on there. I would have scored a few goals, but uh, I remember coming off. I remember coming off the bench and setting one up and. Uh, and, and we beat him 2 1 on the day. It was 1 0 down when I come on the park. Uh, and I remember setting one up and, and literally uh, we beat him 2 1. Uh, and that was my first game from that was like 12, 12 years ago now. And me and Gordon Cowens had a bit of a set two on the park. Oh, tell us uh, about that. Go on, go on. Yeah, well, literally. Uh, I've never missed match. Well, me, me, me and Sid, if you like, he crashed, in, he crashed into me and uh, he kind of bounced <laughs> off and he was on the floor kicking and flying on the floor. And uh, he stood up and he got right into my face. And I went, mate, you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> and, he, and, and he looked round and he went, maybe I am. And, and literally walked away and then and walked away. Literally at the end of the game, the evening mail pulled us. I've got the picture up in my shop, and the evening mail pulled. So can we have a picture? And, and Sid said, "Look, like, you ain't going to hit me, are you, Wayne?" He went, "It's all right." He said, "I've seen red mist." He said, and then I looked round. I seen like Daly and and, and and Morley, and that were like literally you're on your own. And I realised I sent it to the wrong person, kind of thing. But, no, it was, it, it was fun times, mate. To be fair, as I say, it's, uh, but yeah, it's. The, the first the first game to be fair that I went down to uh, was when was it playing against who was you playing against when we went down the first first time we went down there no because I literally I went down in my football I used to play for a local Sunday league football team yeah. uh, a Sunday team and they they took me down to my first game I'll be honest with you the boxing for me was a saviour from being honest I wasn't there every week because we didn't have any money the truth yeah. be known that you know people well I've said this anyway people know the score we. We, we, we was uh, I didn't have the money to, to go <laughs> to every match and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was my football team, my Sunday league football team. That actually, uh, I used to play for War Orton Royals, and these were the ones who literally took me to my first game. Uh, uh, but yeah, because I, I couldn't, we couldn't afford it, mate. To be honest, yeah. there was many yeah, a times yeah. even at me boxing, and this is what I like about boxing. Uh, I remember going to my club uh, and literally, uh, I'd turn up. Leslie guy who was my first coach. He was at Kinghurst. He's my first coach, and he like literally he knew I didn't have the money. It was only a pound, and the amount of times that I didn't have that pound, but he wouldn't embarrass me, and he just go on Alcock, go up, get on the bags, you know, and uh, and just let me crack on. And I love that about the sport of boxing. To me, was affordable. You know, the first four fights I had as a boxer, uh, the first four fights I had as a fighter, I boxed in someone else's boots, and then the parents of that kid bought me my first pair of boots. Oh, it was the only way for a kid from an area like mine 
if you like, if I'm being honest, for me was probably through football or boxing. Mm. And that's why I think, you know, you like your, your tighties and stuff and that. It's a, it's a, it, was an, it was a window, weren't it? It was a window opportunity. Sport gives so many kids from areas like with the ones I grew up in, uh, with your shard ends and stuff like that. It gives us yeah. so much of an opportunity to, to, to earn a few quid, really, and to make a, a career. We never really look at education. I play for, you know, your cricket and your football teams and your rugby. I play for all the sports teams at school. I excelled at sports. Uh, but education, I, I'm being honest. I mean, I try and preach it to the kids now to, to, to work hard at school. And I wish I had done a little bit more as at school. But I think most of my aspirations was to obviously be, either be a pro footballer or, or a pro boxer. And thankfully, yeah. I, managed to, I managed to make that happen. But I, I go into schools now and I speak to kids and I say, you know, God forbid if I would have got injured, then, you know, I need an education to fall back on. So this is what I preach to these kids, that, you know, going around. And they might be on the books. And you know yourself. And I know even more now, now playing with the guys that I play with uh, for the for the All-Stars and stuff, how, how little or how, how many of them kids actually make it through to the, the actual top tier. And there isn't very many. It's not many. So you, need, you, you do need a fallback, don't you? Definitely. Uh, mm. You know, so we try and preach on, on the education side a little bit more on that. Uh, mm. Yeah. You live and learn. Yeah. My two girls are in uni, or well, the ones just finishing off uni now. And so, you know, obviously I've put, I've, I've put that onto them. So, yeah, it's a bit of a struggle. Like I say, uh, for me, for me, uh, I think as a, as a kid growing up, that's what I'm trying to do. We've got a boxing club in Chelmsley Wood. Obviously, I've got the club there. Mm. The two pros that have just gone pro with me there from Chelmsley Wood. Uh, again, you know, an area where this is probably their escape route, really. And hopefully we can make them a few quid and they can... Uh, do what I do and, and do what they want in later in life, you know, much yeah, later yeah, in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start themselves off. Fantastic, It's good stuff. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say, Wayne, Wayne, do you ever do you ever wish you could jump in a time machine and go back to having that choice of football or boxing? Would you ever wonder what would happen if you had a choice football? <laughs> well, you know, what? I think, to be fair, it was probably a good job I did choose boxing because I don't think the actual, it kind of turned until much later on, did it? In terms of... Uh, the, <sighs> Well, no, no, I don't know. I don't. I'm, now, now I've played with with pros, if you like. You know, yeah. now I've played with pros. Now I've been out on the part with Devlin and Kenner and the likes of and Carsley yeah. and all them guys. I kind of know that. I think in the heart, in the heart of hearts, that I probably wouldn't have made made it. Or if mm. I did make it, it would have been right at the lower tier, possibly. Yeah. Uh, would I have got the same sort of result success as I did as a boxer? I don't think mm. I would have. So in, if I'm looking at it like that, then no. Would I've been, you know, one of the one of the standout fight, uh, one of the standout players, uh, like I was as a fighter, so to speak? Then probably no. So I think I probably made the right decision, but mm -hmm. at the same time, uh, it's crazy because while I was still boxing, I was actually a pro boxer. I remember uh, breaking my finger before a British title defence. That's how much I love football. Whereas really, should I have been playing football? Should I help? But I, I, <laughs> I can't help myself. You know, I wanted to still play. Did you, was, yeah. you know, Did you... football, football, football's my passion. Football's my love. I love football. Yeah. You know, I love boxing. But yeah, I think you've just got to look at it. And I say to some of the kids now that are good at football and boxing, it's kind of, it is hard. It is that decision to make. But you've got to kind of look at what one you're going to probably excel at more and what you're going mm. to get the most out of. So I think on that score, I think, yeah, definitely. I probably went down the right route. But don't get mm. me wrong. If I could have put a blue shirt and applied for the Blues, like oh, we do, yeah, every, yeah. that's the, the beauty of playing for the All-Stars. Now we get it, to play it, at the Blues. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mental, mental. Pete Taylor's asking the question here. He says, can we talk Wayne into doing uh, a charity fight with Agbong Lahore? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I, unfortunately, yeah. I've done a charity fight at the Blues ground. They got me every time. We've done one at the Blues ground. With Tony Okie Koki from Portsmouth, the former light heavyweight British and Commonwealth champion, 
And, uh, and I said that was for one night only. We raised a hell of a lot of money for Libby May's charity, a uh, local charity that support incubators. You probably mm -hmm. heard yeah, of yeah, guys yeah. anyway. Yeah. done a lot of stuff down the blues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we raised a hell of a lot of money for them. And they, they pulled me out every time because they were doing it at the Blues. And it was like, you've ticked one off my bucket list there as a pro boxer. And would I've loved to have boxed at the Blues. I mean, David, uh, the, the Golds brought me down there after I won the title and stuff. And uh, they were like, literally, we were speaking about, obviously, the opportunities to box at the Blues. If I'd got to that level of, you know, winning a world title or whatever it might be, it never quite materialised. So, obviously, I'd retired. So, to get me out of retirement after eight years, uh, being retired, you know, it was like it's at the Birmingham City ground. I'm like, wag, yeah, I mean, come on, then let's yeah, do it. Got to so, you know, after uh, Craig Courtney's asking, who do you think would win out of AJ and the Gypsy King? You know, it's hard work to be fair. I'll be honest, it's styles make fights, uh, and you, you can look at it. And on paper, you can say, you know, literally, you think you've got to slightly lean towards Fury, he's just got that movement mm -hmm. and so forth, but you never know. You know, AJ's got a big shot. I mean, both of them have proved that they, you know, if they get caught, they can get hurt. So yeah. you can really say it's like he's got an iron chin. Neither of them have got an iron chin in that score, but this is heavyweight boxing yeah. and anything can happen. AJ's a lot taller. There's a little, not much difference in the height, you know. So it just depends on, on what style. Who's on their A game on the night? Sometimes I think in boxing at that level, yeah. at the top level, it's just who's going to bring their A game on the night. Frame, uh, yeah. frame of mind, I think, as well. Frame yeah. of mind on the night as well. Yeah, 100%. Especially with the Gypsy King, you know. The game's 70% mental, you know, for yeah, me. Yeah. I've met both the guys and they're both great guys. I mean, I went mm. down with my guys down sparring at uh, Ricky Hatton's gym and Tyson was there. Uh, Fury was there with, with Billy Joe Saunders on the day. Uh, and, and, you know, this is the mark of a good man now. He came over to me out of his way. Remember, he's just boxed. He beat Wilder and all the rest of it. And he's, he's been at this top level. And he come over to me and he said, Mr. Alcock, he said, the last time I seen you was on your undercard. And he was talking about me last ever fight on the Macklin fight. But as I wow. say, you know, it just shows how humble the guy is. You know, yeah, he yeah. Sat and spoke to me for a bit. And I was like, wow. And I was going to me, lads, did you hear that? You know, that's how I want you to be. You know, yeah. keep your feet on your ground. And he's yeah. such a great bloke. And as I say, yeah. AJ, I met him and he was exactly the same. You know, I remember... People had uh, he took some pictures with people and literally was in the back room. He was in the green. He was in the back room at the back, all having a meal. And the promoter come up. He said, "Like you know, the, the guys are out there that you know they want to get these signed and that signed." And I've told him, to, you know, don't worry about it. Just have your just have your meal. Don't worry about them. He went, "No, they've paid the good money." He said, "Bring the pictures here. I'll sign them." You know, his dinner went cold. He sat there signing all these pictures. They paid their own money. So both of them have showed me. You know, I, I yeah, like yeah. both of them. In, yeah, as yeah, people, yeah. As, as yeah. boxers, you know, you know, I just think like you know. I'll be honest, I think Fury has got has, has got the answer. But mm. you, we know what Fury can be like sometimes. And if he's not switched on, then you never bloody know. Yeah, he's, he's, had, he's had a few demons in his past, hasn't he? Yeah. He has, yeah, yeah he has. Yeah, he Fury. looks like a good question, which I'm, I'm mm. glad of. But yeah, he's just the say stars make fights. We look yeah, at yeah. it, looks so easy on paper. There's mm. guys that I used to put that I've boxed and I've knocked out. And I've watched him after, and I thought, bloody, how good is he? Yeah, yeah. You know, he wasn't that how good against me, was he? <laughs> yeah, it just depends on the night, really, on the to night, be fair, yeah, especially yeah. at heavyweight. You've just seen it with, uh, with, with White the other night and Povetkin. Yeah. You know, that was the thing, like, everyone expected White just to blow him away, and here he was, he was, he was on his backside, but he came today. So mm -hmm. it's heavyweight boxing, and that's why we all love it. Yeah. Nick, mm -hmm. Nick, mm -hmm. Nick, you want to come in, Nick? Yeah, um, some questions coming in. Jackie Blossom Barton says uh, a charity fight with Greaseball and give him a real reason to go down. Brenda Brown says hello to all of Birmingham City fans. Jeremy says hello too. And Brenda wants you to show off your muscles, Wayne. Uh, are you a Brumside? If not, throw bad eggs at you. Yeah, he's a blues. He's a, <laughs> yeah, def definitely, he's a definitely, blues. Definitely. Show off your muscles. Go on. Just go for Brenda. 
Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> They're not as good as they used to be. Hey. <laughs> Ten years of retirement. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, right, okay, how often do you get down the blues then? Not as often as I'd like now, uh, purely because I run a shop. And I'm in the yep. shop literally seven days a week now. Uh, it's all about putting bread on the table. Unfortunately, I can't. I mean, I was going down a lot when I was when I was literally. Well, when I was when I was boxing, I was down there regular because I had the time. And you'll have your fight, and then you'll have like three months off and stuff. So you've got a lot of time to to go down and stuff. But now running a business, I'm in the I'm in the shop literally every day, other than a Friday, uh, and then literally from there I go from there to the gym, which is where I've come from tonight. I've got a shop tonight. <laughs> Uh, we what do boxing here. It's, it's it's called Mad Dogs Boxing. It's over in Sutton Caulfield, okay, uh, yeah. and we we do all boxing gear. So uh, yeah. we've had uh, the boxing world supported it really well. We had Casemiro in the other week. He was a world champion, WBO mm, world champion. Yeah. Manny Pacquiao's as manager, they landed cool. in the store to buy some boots, and uh, it's always <laughs> nice to see. You know, I get a buzz off them. I didn't think I'd go into retail, but mm. I get a buzz out of seeing the fighters. I've had the British champion there, Jelson Wellborn, and we've had quite a few lads coming. Like literally the day before they're fighting and stuff, and I kind of get that buzz off them, you know, uh, before they're about to fight. And mm. I see all the young kids in there as well. We're doing a bit of coaching in store, you know, yeah, and yeah. helping the young kids. That's, that's why I went into it, really. I got into it because I didn't feel there was a shop around that would give you the advice. You know, I spoke to the suppliers and they were like, who's actually done something in the sport? You know, I mean, obviously I've done it as an amateur. I've done it as a pro. I've been a pro, an amateur trainer and a professional trainer there. Mm. Uh, I've done it all, every level. So, you know, who'd be, you know, it'd be like if, if there was a football shop and you had someone mm-hmm. like that in it, you know, uh, it'd be that kind of thing, really, to get the right advice. So uh, that's where I'm at. So I'm there every day, basically, pretty much, trying to yeah. earn a living now, the hard way. Like, you don't have any people nicking anything out of your shop, do you? <laughs> no, we don't, mate, not, not yet. That's why I keep myself pretty fit, just in case I have to go on a run. But, uh, <laughs> but, no, uh, but, but, but yeah, no, joking about it, like, I'm, in the, I'm in the shop every day and then I'm in the gym pretty much every night, other than the, you know, so it's it's, it's difficult. Uh, so a lot of the time we try and get onto the Blues TV. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll try and watch, the, uh, watch it on Blues TV if we get a chance. Uh, or I'll just have to watch the All Odds after or listen to it on the radio. Yeah. Whatever way I can listen to it on the day, really, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I've got yeah, one, yeah. one of my co- one, one, one of the, one of the uh, things from my coaches, basically, you've got, you've got to follow the Blues to be one of my coaches at the gym. So oh, thankfully, we've got all the lads there at Blue Nosey. So it's, it's good mm-hmm. stuff, mate. We will have a good crack. Yeah. Uh, Lee, Lee yeah. wants to Lee know. I'm oh, sorry, you're going to do the same question. Go on. No, you're right, Chris. You go. Okay, uh, Lee, uh, Lee Fothergill was going to say a uh, question for Wayne. Yeah. Who was the toughest opponent he ever faced? I'm going to say, I've got, I've got to say Howard Eastman, who'd had 43 odd fights and never been beat by a British fighter before. Was that uh, he'd only been Lonsdale beat Bout? by. Yeah. Uh, Lonsdale Belt, yeah. yeah. He'd yeah. only ever been beat by Bernard Hopkins, who you might have heard of. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah Bernard yeah. Hopkins, oh, oh. Uh, William Joppy, and Arthur Abrams, who actually I, I went to box myself. So Pretty he'd only ever been beat by them guys. So to be the first British fighter to beat him, and I think Sky Sports pulled out of it before the fight. So Paddy Lynch actually fronted his own money to make that fight happen. Because uh, Sky Sports pulled out, and their reason was Wayne will not last four rounds. Oh. So it was wow. nice to get the win and the twelve round win. So definitely, I just fought you. Are you are you one for looking at YouTube and all the rest of it, Wayne? When you get you know five minutes, do you look at your fights or do you sort of let it go a bit? Not really. I've kind of let it go. Really, I, you know, I used to I used to really get upset. Mm. Not upset. That's the wrong word to use. Really, mm. uh, when I do the amateur boxes now, obviously I run all over the country. And it used to really used to knock me a little bit if you were at an amateur show. Uh, and then they'd literally you'd say, you know, in the corner, Wayne Alcott, former British champ, whatever. Yeah. I was like, it's not my night now. It's the kids. I've had my time. 
you know, it's, it's the kids in the ring. Like it's, it's, it's their time now. So yeah, I don't really, don't really go over. You, you don't know, reminisce uh, and all the rest of it. Yeah. No, no. Well, you've got to move on, haven't you? Uh, my, my, as, a, as, a, as a boxer, I wanted to be number one. I achieved that. My job now is I want to be number one coach in the country. You know, so you, it's just, yeah. it's just different goals. I want to be the best mm. coach in the country. I want, you know, so that's, that's my, my aim at the moment. Uh, so yeah, no agenda, to move forward. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. It, you know horses for courses, and like to say for me, uh, I love the coaching side, and it's all about proving that now I've gone into the. I've been an amateur for nine years, we've produced uh, eight national champions. So now as a professional, hopefully I can start producing champions as a professional and, and, and prove myself there as a coach as well. So uh, yeah. different goals now, different goals. Mm. Yeah. I think you've got all. She'd never let it go. Would you? Never let no. it go. And this no. is troublesome. This is why. Yeah. When people talk about, you know, I mean, I started training via lockdown because my shop was closed for three months and so forth. Mm. So I started getting myself fit and running every day and training like as if I was coming, ever going to come back. And the amount of people yeah. that contacted me were like, you're making a call. Oh, come on, Wayne, come out of retirement. You should make a comeback. But you've got to have that hunger for it. And it's it's not that, it's my, my buzz now is I get a buzz off the kids. Off the people. You know, yeah. the kids that are coming through and, and watching them, mate, mm. you know, succeed and, and being a part of their journey, really. Mm. Uh, and we'll it's do I'll say, would you ever step back in the ring? I did, I that... did. For one night only, I did at the Blues two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the first and only time I'd do it. Uh, there's no, there's nothing it. for me to prove because there's no, what, what can I do? I've won the titles that you can win. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. nothing there to prove just to say, oh, I've got in the ring. It's, it doesn't yeah, do yeah. it for me. It yeah. would, you know, I would have to come back and it literally have to be on a title level sort of thing. So yeah, there wouldn't be anything really to, to lure me back in. I ain't going to lie. It's a very, very tough sport. And at the end of it, I was literally riddled with injuries. You know, uh, I used to have quarter zones in my elbow, quarter zone in my hand. Uh, just, just a lot of injuries that we used to have to go through at the end of it. A little niggle. I think I was 35, 36 when I kind of retired. And even at that age, then it gets harder and harder. Yeah, you know yeah. yourself. You know, you get a little knock and it's not something that as a young kid you used to run off in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Sometimes they last you for, for months, mm. you know. So it was just getting harder and harder for me to get through training. And the worst thing was, it was to get up for it. You know, to really yeah. get up for the for the fight as well. It's the dieting yeah. you've got to do. You know, I was thirteen stone, uh, really around thirteen stone uh, walking around. I used to have to get down to eleven six. Now, if I tell you now, I'm like near enough. Well, I'm about twelve thirteen at the minute, so I'm not far off me walk around weight when I was boxing. You can imagine me if you look at me now, you'll see that I'm not really carrying a lot of weight. No. So to get down to eleven six, I used to look like I was like I was ill, but a lot of fighters did that. And you do that, and there's a sacrifice. The mood swings, the the dieting, that yeah, you can't yeah. go out party. You can, you know, there's lots of stuff that you, you can't do. That I can, I love a curry and I love a beer on the weekend now. Too much, yeah. too much. So oh, <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? Brent the Brands asked Wayne, when we all come meet up again, can you come to one of our accessible blues coffee mornings? That's an invite. We'll make you tea or coffee and a sandwich. Oh, of course, we will. Yeah, I'd love to. Lovely. And Steve Portman wants to know what's your favourite piece of memorabilia. Favourite piece of memorabilia that, that I own? Mm. Yeah. <coughs> that I own? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. I would probably say, if I'm being honest, my favourite piece would probably be a Mike Tyson signed glove he personally signed for me and a Roy Jones Jr. personally signed glove because uh, they were both of my two favourite fighters. So uh, I would probably say that's my, my favourite piece. I actually had, uh, originally, I remember when Forsal was with us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually was, I was I was in London at the time, training in London. I used to train at the old Henry Cooper gym. 
Uh, and I remember someone asked me to raise some money for someone down here as wanting to buy an electric chair and so forth. So I said, listen, I'm, I used to actually work with the Chelsea physios and stuff because for injuries. Uh, and I used to go down to their training ground. And I remember at the time saying, let me get a shirt from you guys down here. And they said, oh, the only shirt we've got down here, Wayne, is a four sale one because he's <laughs> obviously with you. And I was like, that's even better. So I was buzzing at the time. Actually, no, I'm actually lying here. I actually said to him on the day, can I get a shirt signed by you guys? And it was a four-sale shirt, and I was like, brilliant. So Joe Cole, all the boys at that around that era, they all signed the shirt for me and stuff. And I was coming back to Brum, and literally someone rang me and said, we're trying to raise money for a young kid. Now, this kid, I don't know if you've ever seen the video I've done. On, I've done a video not long back. He's actually in a wheelchair, and I, he comes into my gym. And every year, I get into a wheelchair with him, and we have a bit of a fight. <laughs> Uh, and, and literally, he's winning me at the minute. He's two one up on me at the minute. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So we, his mum said, like, literally, no one will have him in the gym. He can't go. He's in a wheelchair. Blah blah blah. And so I got him in the gym, and and we we learned him how to box basically. And then every year he gets to fight me, and he's beat me so far. He's two one up at the moment. But uh, anyway, that was the person that I raised the the raised the money for. Now I'm joking. Now I says to the kid, so we raised this money. I said, I've got this shirt for so I said, I can get another one anyway. I didn't manage to get another one in the end. But I ended up bringing it back and giving it down. It obviously raised a fair few quid because at the time it was when Abramovich and whatever had just took over and Chelsea were yeah. massive, weren't they? So they, mm -hmm. they raised a lot of money for this shirt. But I remember saying yeah. to the kid, he was a he was the Villa fan, and I said, look, I'll get I'll give you this shirt, but only if you have a blue. I don't want you to have a, a, a clarity. You've got to have a blue wheelchair, uh, electric wheelchair. It has to be blue. And he actually did. I was only joking, obviously. But he actually did get a blue wheelchair in the end. But really I good. still see the kid to this day, you know. But... Uh, that would probably have been my favourite piece of memorabilia in some respects if I'd, if I'd kept hold of it. But it's got to be mm. the Tyson and the Roy Jones dub glove, I'd say. A bit unique, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just oh, yeah, massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's one from yeah. me, Wayne. What's your favourite ever boxing film? Uh, got to be Raging Bull. Really, got to be Raging Bull. Right, uh, you know what? The mad thing is, uh, right, I love Raging Bull. It was mad because I met... I met uh, Jake LaMotta. Jack LaMotta. I met him when he yeah. was down here before he passed away. I met him and it was crazy because he'd done a little talk and that. And it was like, he went back to the film and he says a lot of the stuff word for word. You know, they're doing these, these after dinner speeches and that. They usually sort of program, but uh, what a tough, what a tough, tough man he was. And uh, obviously he fought Robinson who, who, in my eyes and we trained, it was before my time really. But if you look back at the things, Robinson was probably the greatest fighter that ever lived. Mm. You know, and my trainer yeah. would always yeah, tell yeah. me that, you know, fantastic fighter. So, probably Raging Bull. I did actually like the fighter as well, believe it or not, yeah. which is a more more modern sort of thing. And obviously, uh, how can you not like the Rocky films, but when you're actually yeah. a boxer yourself, you realise yeah. it's a little bit far away from <laughs> where you want to be. I think yeah. Rocky was part of the reason why I used to go around to schools, uh, just to prove that all boxers wasn't that stupid. You weren't chasing any... Yeah, you weren't chasing any chickens around the car park. I've, ne I've never chased any chickens, unfortunately. No, no. I've chased a few birds, but I've never chased a chicken. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it was part of the reason why I wanted to go go into schools really and speak to kids in schools and stuff. I loved Rocky for what it did for the sport. Don't get me wrong, you know, it made boxing massive. But the way yeah. it was portrayed, it was kind of like all boxers. Most people, you know yourself, bro. Right? Yeah. A lot of people looked at a boxer and just thought, he's thick. He's got his bands to be thick if he's a boxer, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, which yeah. was far from true. Most of the most, uh, the best boxers out there, your Roy Jones, your Sugar Allen's and stuff, speaking to them guys, even Mike Tyson, you know, the brains them guys have got, oh, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, unreal. Yeah. You know, the best fighters, I believe, even, you, you know, I've never met Mayweather, but I believe Mayweather's quite a smart guy as well. But mm. most of the ones that are at the top of the game are smart because this game, mm. Is all well, you, about you how you use, yeah, yeah, yeah. how you yeah, use you've got, you've got, It's not got, brawn 
And that's my, 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 my business, my coaching business, Box Clever. That's what that's all about. It's called Box Clever. You know, literally, mm. it's not all about the brawn. And when we try and show the kids, and I, I would have fights where literally Paddy would have something together for me, and it'd probably be one or two punches off a certain combination because he'd watch the opponent that I was fighting. Uh, mm. But that, if he'd done his homework right, that would probably get me an early night in the ring and then finishing mm. it early. And, 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 but they don't realise it's not just about two blokes trying to knock 10 balls out of each other. It's it, there's a lot of thought. It's a chess match there. Yeah. yeah, there's a hell of a lot yeah, more to it. Yeah. more to it. Yeah, yeah. Great questions coming in, Daniel Ricketts. Uh, you do know Roy Jones Jr. is fighting Mike Tyson. Who are you backing there, Wayne? Oh, oh no, I'm on the fence, lads. I'm on the fence. I'm sorry, both yeah. two of my idols. Uh, but I think I believe it's going to be a, it's going to be an ex exhibition. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't believe it'll be a proper fight. I think it'll be an exhibition. To be honest, when I done that exhibition with Tony Okey, uh, well, it was exhibition fight well listen if you watch the fight you'd think that we literally hated each other yeah. but we said at the end of the fight like you know call it a draw because we both done it for free so why should anyone take a loss so mm -hmm. we, we just called it a draw and let the audience decide on who they fought won or lost the fight I think what, what they're doing they're trying to raise money for a charity yeah sure uh, yeah yeah I, I really don't think there'll be probably a result of it at the end I think it'll be probably their hands both hands raised to be fair which is rightly so because they're doing it for a great cause. Yeah, grand. Uh, Craig Courtney says you're a true gent. And yes, uh, Auntie Linda. Let me just scroll that one down. Oh, dear, excuse me. There's loads of questions coming in thick and fast. Yeah, uh, Auntie <laughs> Linda says uh, proper geezer, so humble with a big blue little heart. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Smith, what is Ricky Hatton like as a person? Brilliant. Lovely guy. Yeah. You know, let me tell you a quick one about Ricky. I'm boxing at the, M uh, the MEN Arena. It's my first fight. Uh, for a world title, my first title fight, I should say. I was fighting a guy called Andy Farnell over 12 rounds for the WBE world title. At the time, Ricky Hatt was on the same bill. He was topping the bill and he was fighting against a guy called Vince Phillips, again for the WBE title, BU title, but at Light Welter. Now, before we boxed, Ricky coming to the changing room now, he was in the same camp as Anthony Farnell and wished me all the best. He said, you seem a nice guy. I didn't really, I'd met him, but we'd come on the same sort of shows. We'd box on the same sort of shows, but I didn't really know him that great. Uh, and he and when he come in and sort of says to me, you know, you know, you're, you're a nice guy. I just wish you all the best, mate. The best man win kind of thing. He kind of won me over. And I, I speak mm -hmm. to Ricky a lot now. We go up to his gym quite a bit. Uh, and yeah. honestly, he's so down to earth. Yeah, uh, he's unreal. Uh, a lot most boxers are. I'll be honest, and, and, and a lot of sportsmen in general. As I say, we've not come from from rich pickings a lot of the time. So we, we appreciate the, the the people around us and the, and the supporters and the fans and so forth. So you know, yeah, he's, he's a lovely guy, a, a great guy. Good fighter as well. I've the... been doing this Sorry, for 10, 10 long years we've been doing this for. Yeah. And we've never had anybody who's so far up their own backside come and talk with us. Not ever. Not one, not yeah. one guest ever. No, 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 I've, I've, I've found that. Just to find out that these, you know, stars, and they're stars in, in the world, are just normal people who, yeah, you yeah. know... Yeah. I'll tell you what, I used, I, I used to actually, sorry, mate, how to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, used, I used to get kind of like, I used to feel, I mean, obviously it was very, it's very humbling when, when you get someone coming. I've been in like, literally, you've been out and about and someone will come up to you and sort of say, I used to love watching all your fights, Wayne, massive fan, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's like, where's all your, uh, what did he say to me? It was kind of like, he thought it'd be a big entourage and I'd have loads of people around and all that sort of stuff like I was a sort of guy like to say, keep my feet to the ground. I'm saying, what do you do, mate? And he's like, well, I, I don't know, I'm a painter and decorator. Well, I can't paint and decorate to save my life, mate. So I respect <laughs> people for that. And I think, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, I think if sportsmen look at it that way, there's lots of things that I can't do, you know, mm. physically can't do. And I used to look at it like yeah. that, really. So what do you do, mate? You're a mechanic. I ain't got a clue about cars. 
Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. everyone's got something they're good at. I was just lucky that for me it was boxing and you're going to have guys there that were good at football and, and whatever they, you know, everyone's got something mm. they were good at. You guys are already good at this bloody show. Obviously, that's why you've been doing it so long. You know, that's whatever they do. Just keep yourself, <laughs> just keep your feet on. All I'm going to say, my, my no. message really is to the young kids coming through and that just keep your feet on the ground. Yeah. Keep your feet on the ground. Stay humble. With the education system now as it is, yeah, yeah. They, 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 it's a national curriculum. And I get it, I get it, right? But once somebody has developed something that they're good at, they are absolutely poor at developing and pushing that person in the right direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Do what you're good at. That's what I was saying last week. You know, let the manager manage, yeah? I couldn't manage a football team. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't yeah. get in a boxing ring. I'd fall over the rope. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? yeah. I, want, I want to see that. I want to see that. <laughs> oh, cheers, Chris. I've got to say um, a massive, massive, massive debt of gratitude for you not being killed this week, Chris Brown. Great. Thank you very uh, much. Thank you very yeah. much. Yes, nearly, yeah, yeah, that was uh, right, uh, not the yeah. most close one, wasn't it? Yeah, nearly died. Yep, yep. Nearly died. Yeah, no, mate. Glad yeah. to see you're all right, mate. I promise you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on your birthday as well, wasn't it? It was on my birthday. Yeah, yeah. Just, just let people know. Uh, a, 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 a runaway articulated lorry, driven by one of our foreign friends, decided to play into the side of me, and not oh, stop way. on the stop lines, and they went straight into the side of me and pushed my car up to the other side of the um, road. But I got out of it. So you know, it's only metal in the end, isn't it? Very yeah. lucky, mate. Very lucky. Yeah, yeah mate. It's only, um, it's only yeah. metal. Steve Portman says that you're a top bloke. Giving back is always the greatest gift, and mm-hmm. uh, that memory, says Linda, will stay with that lad forever. Well done, nice yeah. One. Just just, go, just going just going back to that um, the, the memorabilia thing. Uh, this is this is not a question or an answer, really. Just uh, Steve Portman says uh, that was a great thing to do, Wayne. The greatest memorabilia then is the lad you saved. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. If you see a lad in the gym, yeah, yeah. And he's kind of, you, you look at him and you think, you know what, I, I think you're off the rails a little bit. Do you take him aside personally and uh, have a little word? You know what, it's really strange because, like I say, I was, as, as a kid, you know, when I left school, when I left school, I left school with a certificate uh, that it was called the Survival Award. When I was about 14, stroke 15, I took boxing up. Before that, I was an absolute nightmare for every for the teachers. Uh wagging it and God knows what. I was a nightmare for all them years. And then, so when I left, obviously boxing changed my mind completely or changed the way I thought and, and, and channeled me. That's why I created the business. Cause I thought if it could save me, it'll save a lot of kids. So I started boxing and it changed me uh, and I stopped fighting and literally, you know, you'd literally have to throw a punch at me to, to get me to do anything. But anyway, yeah. when I left school, I got something called the survival award and the survival award it was for the person that was most likely to be excluded, but survived and improved beyond recognition. Now, that was all down to the boxing. They gave me a little certificate and a little award with it and stuff. Imagine them doing something like that today. It'd be absolutely <laughs> mental. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so I'll be honest. I, I connect with these kids. You know, the ones that are off the rails. The two that yeah, I've got yeah. there. The, one that, the first kid I ever trained, I'll be honest. This is the first kid I ever trained. He's just about to turn pro. His name's Elliot Hurley. Look out for him because he will be a star. He's unreal fighter, unreal fighter. And everyone's Brandon Jones. He's won like three national titles already. And again, massive, massive uh, hopes for both of them. But anyway, Elliot comes to me as an 11-year-old kid. The uh, counsellor had sent him to me and said, this kid is a nightmare. He don't stay on sessions. He don't do this. If you can work with him, then you can work with anyone. Because basically, I've been asked to come and help there. Because I said, you're, you're a local guy. 
can you help out with the local kids and inspire them and stuff? So I decided to do it. But then before it all came about, the woman that was bringing me in got took away from the situation, lost the job. And so someone else came in and said, well, hang on, we was going to pay you X, Y, and Z. And so mm-hmm. if we're going to pay that sort of money, we could have three coaches for that. I said, yeah, but them three coaches haven't have done what I've done. They're not going to inspire the kids the way I do. I said, well, just give me an opportunity. Don't give me a contract. Just give me an opportunity. Actually, Box Clever, it was their main provider, was Solihull Council, and we was with them for like 11 years. But they went, all right, then we're going to take a chance on you, but we're going to send you the worst kid we've got. So they sent me this kid. They sent me this kid, and it was Elliot, and he's still with me now, as I say. He turns up in his school uniform with his mum. He's 11. He turns around to me and says, I don't care who you are. I'm only here because she's dragged me here, and that's his mum. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, all right, fair enough. I'm going to have my work cut out here. He said, I don't really want to do this. I went, look, let me show you what you could be doing. I'm going to fail here. It's my first coaching job. And I'm going to fail here if I don't get involved. So I'll get the skipping rope and start showing him a few of the tricks with the skipping rope. How do you like that? Yeah, it's really good. Do you want to have a go? He said, not really, no. Fair enough. Got the gloves on. Started eating the bag, showing him a few combinations on the bag. Would you want to learn that? He said, oh, not, not really, no. I thought, oh, this is going to go down, you know, like a lead balloon, this one. So anyway, I got the guy who bought me in to stand up with him, so stand up with him, please. And we just take him through a few, you know, basic steps and stuff, So, which is what we did. And anyway, I could see he was getting into it a little bit more, as I said, like, stand up, what are you? I'm left-handed, all right, you're a safe ball. All right, get your right leg forward and start getting him in all the stance and what have you. Yeah. Anyway, I, I got it. I got the pads on and I started doing a little bit of pad work with him slowly. I throw that onto there and getting him on the pads and I could see he was getting in. So I said, you know what, son? There's a little bit, you've got, You've got potential there. I think you could do quite well. He meant really, I'm boosting him up, obviously. And he, started, he starts getting into it a little bit more. But we're only about five minutes before the end of the lesson. So I said, you know what? We're out of time now. Hopefully, I'll see you next week. And he, he, off he goes. He was still in his school uniform. Anyway, he says, uh, have, you, have you actually boxed before yourself? <laughs> oh, you have done a little bit. <laughs> Put your name to YouTube. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, anyway, so he goes away. The next week, he turns up. He's in a tracksuit. You know, can I help you, Mr. Alcock? And he's helping me get all the stuff out of the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. container out the back. And as I say, the kid's still with me today. That's from the age of 11. Wait, this, this, sounds like, this sounds like a film in the making, man, that does that. Yeah. Oh, just, mate, just, yeah. I've, had a, I've had a crazy life, mate. If I only, only briefly touched it, but we'd be here all night, mate. We haven't got enough time. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Nick. So we yeah. ask you to do... Um, oh, should we get on to Wayne's 1 to 11? Oh, yeah, go on, Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We asked you to do a 1 to 11, didn't we, Wayne, of the players? did, yeah from uh, obviously your favourite Blues players from uh, all yeah. your time following the club and obviously you could, obviously a bit of what you played with as well some of them wasn't it so uh, yeah, yeah I mean I think a lot of it did, did come from that to be fair because obviously uh, it's different I mean imagine like me, me being on a part with these guys you know I looked up to these guys it was crazy because when I was in London and obviously Joe Cole and that was a massive boxing fan and it's like mm. you're watching him playing and you're like wow this is mad that they're coming up to me like, Wayne I watch all your fights and that. It's just, it was weird <laughs> there's just mutual respect I think between sportsmen you know, achieve at a decent level. To be fair, so being mm. on the part with these guys, to say that I've I've put some of them in my in my in my all time frames. And to be honest, before I started playing for the All Stars, they might some of them might not have been in that. Yeah. At the start, <laughs> but being playing alongside them and seeing that they, you know, remember we all go around the country, all around the country, playing and raising money with, with the Blues badge on. You know, these guys are Blues through and through, even in yeah. retirement now. You know, yeah. to turn up and play the games that we play and that. So. Yeah, for me to not add them in there, uh, you know, I think that, you know, that they've, they've turned into my favourite players and also my pals as well, which is even better. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> far away, we so went we to 11. Away, should we start with the goalkeeper? Go on, start with the goalkeeper. Come on, Wayne. Taylor. <laughs> okay. Mark Taylor, Taylor yeah. Mark Taylor. Yeah. 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 Love him, mate. 
Love it. Think of his name last night. Thanks for that. <laughs> different, different level, mate. Different level. You know, right? Uh, goalie was uh, brilliant. Well, that's where we were struggling for the Blues. To be fair, at one stage we didn't really have a. I mean, poorly plays for us as well sometimes. You know what I mean? But yeah, just mm. unbelievable, mate. Unbelievable, unbelievable to yeah. watch when he played. But even now in, in retirement, now I mean, he did, he yeah. comes out and plays up front every now and again. Did you realise he was a striker before? No. Yeah, he told us. Yeah. 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 in the army. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that side too because it means I don't get a game when he wants to go out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go on, they're moving okay, on. Right, then, so right I've, got, I've gone for Kenner. Okay. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, good old Jeff. Quality yeah. one. We, we had him towards the end of his career for a few years, but he was quality. Absolutely yeah, brilliant. No, you can just tell the level he's, you know, the level he played at. Uh, yeah, the way he reads the game. Yeah. I mean, he plays more for mid, more in midfield for us guys and stuff. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, just he's all round games unreal. You yeah. know, fantastic player. Obviously, them yeah. two there, I play with the, the, the Blues. So yeah, but the, the opportunity to do that with them. The other one I haven't yet, to be fair, uh, which is at number three, which is Granger. But I used to love watching oh. Granger. You know, Great player. Uh, oh, yeah. fantastic, fantastic. A lot of them, really, to be fair, it was what, for me, what made the Blues, before we yeah. went down the, the, the David Dunn route and some of the other lads there, if I'm being honest, was that right. part and that right. fire right. and that right. yeah. Yeah. I thought we lost that later down the line, especially when we got relegated from the Prem. I thought we went... It was the best team I'd ever seen, by the way, in terms of on paper, in terms of mm. the money we spent and all the rest of it. But I don't. I think we lost a lot of the heart and that, that people like Graham yeah. and that used to show us. I don't know how yeah, you felt about it, but I... I yeah, a little bit. I think that the Blues was made on that, you know, like that that heart and soul and, and that, and that mm. determination. Uh, so I'm moving, go, so I'll get down and say, Scott Dan, thought it was fantastic. Yeah, us, very good. You know, fantastic yeah. player for us. Great show, yeah. Uh, uh, next one for me, obviously, I know he didn't do much, but that, that was a lot of time in terms, it was like coming to the end as well, it was Robbo. And obviously, you know, uh, I just love Robbo's commitment to the club. Uh, mm. Yeah, and, you know, fantastic servant to the club, and yeah, yeah, fantastic. Sad to see him, and, sad, sad to see him leave all together as well recently. Oh, gussy, mate, like, gussy, gussy. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is, and you know what happens in football. It happens quite frequently, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah. Next yeah. one, Brian Hughes. I used to love Hughes. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. What, oh, what a talent. player. Yeah, what a player. What a player. Yeah. Uh, going down again, O'Connor, Martin. Oh, yeah. oh. oh mate, I was talking about Martin, obviously Martin. He'd be my club. He'd be the captain for me. You know, uh, yeah. you should see the way he pulls us all together still now. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. just his leadership yeah. and that. He's just, he's fantastic. Uh, I've I've we've never had anybody on here, Wayne. We've never had anybody on here that's played with him that hasn't put him in the team. Yeah, he's, he's just, yeah, he's, he's unreal, mate, unreal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, like, Cars is another one, you know, fantastic. Local lad yeah. as well, he's from Sheldon, yeah. mate. Uh, yeah. Get on wild yeah. with Lee as well, you know, brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic to watch when he's out there. Uh, one of the ones who, for me, I know obviously people might dispute it in some respect, but for in my time, I'd say more so, because uh, obviously being much younger was probably Dugarry, and I think that for me, Dugarry was the best player I've ever seen in a blue shirt for me. I know yeah, a lot me of people too. go with the Francis oh, yeah. and that, but mm. what I used to see him do, I've never seen. I know, but you know, no. some of the things he used to do were unreal. Yeah. You know, I remember getting yeah. to watch him and just thinking, wow, this is this is, in the Premiership, the way he just. He mugged off. He's <laughs> just unreal. Yeah, unreal player. Yeah. So for me, yeah, the best player I've ever seen in a blue shirt would be Dude Gary. Uh, moving down, Devlin. Work course, obviously, you know, he's uh, yeah, you know, always good for a goal. Uh, he's still, still got the same fight and heck, you know, when we're playing. Yeah. And the next one is uh, is my old pal Hoppy. 
Uh, oh. Usually after about 15 minutes when the bar's open when we're playing the charity games, they'll say, Todd, Wayne, get yourself warmed up, son. But yeah, come on, yeah. bar open. And he's away. So Oppie usually gets me. Oppie's the reason why I usually get, some, get the games with the Blues, to be fair, because after about 15 minutes when the bar's open, you'll say, come on, Tom, get, Wayne, get warmed up, son. <laughs> but, uh, but no, seriously, I mean, Rob, what a servant for the club. Uh, yeah. These Blues for, for well, mate, yeah. you know, oh, these yeah. guys are, as I say, we all go around the country uh, representing the club. Uh, we, we don't chuck. There's no money being paid to us. We do it all free. You know, yeah. uh, these yeah. guys, you know, for me, that's why I thought they need to be, in the, you know, they need to be in my favourite level because, you know, at the end of the day, they're blues through and through. And they're still Some team, though. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's a good yeah. team, though. Right? Team. That's, that's a team yeah. half, isn't it, that one? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, have you had that team before? Yeah. It was a shame you like that before, have you? No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, like, that, oh, right, that's good. That's the first thing. Nice. Uh, Tom, we've had Tom one saying, like, you know, he's the best manager in the world because he's unbeaten in 28 years. <laughs> oh, oh <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you got down as captain, um, Wayne? Who, who's Tom got down as captain? Who have you, who have you got down in, in, in that team? Who, have you, who would oh, you have as captain? Oh, Skip, Martin O'Connor. Skip, yeah, yeah, of course. Mine, yeah. 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 Honestly, mate, I mean, look, when, when we're in there, obviously, I get on well, I get on great with, with Martin anyway, do you know what I mean? He's, he's mm. a top local all round, but you can tell what, you know, why why people would put him in that position because he's just got something about him. He's quite infectious, to be fair. Yeah. He does get the changing room going. You know, our warm-ups these days, though, are usually just standing by the radiator for 10 minutes before kick off. <laughs> uh, but, but apart from that, but apart from that, you know, just you need someone to keep the, keep the team going. And Martin's definitely yeah. that one. He's, he's, he's the life and soul of the party when we're in that changing room. He gets us going. And, uh, he, he's brilliant. He always, he, always takes, he always takes the mick with Tom because literally I'm there at every game, obviously. And I think what it was, we played over at Kidderminster and... Uh, and before the game, no, that was it. He come over at Kidderminster, and I was saying, obviously, Dev had missed a few, and uh, I can't remember who else we got up front on the day, but anyway, so I would have got that time, I would have got that. He goes, shut up, Alcock. And he went, right then, go on then, get on there. 15 <laughs> minutes left. 15 minutes left. Go on and Alcock, jump on there. Show us what you got. I scored four goals. Right, wow. 15 minutes. Wow. Anyway, the next <laughs> game we came, the next game we came, uh, we were in the changing room, and then Tom's picking the team, and Martin said straight away, he went, and I bet Wayne's on the bench. He went, Tom said, yeah, you're right. He said, he's bang out of order. He's here every week. He scored. I don't know how else he has to do, Wayne. He scored, you know, he scored four goals in the last game and all the rest of it. Anyway, cut a long story short, I was on the bench, obviously. I've come off the bench. Uh, has put one into me and I've hit it on my left peg. I don't usually left me, use my left peg much, but straight into the top corner on my left peg. And he skips turn around to me straight away. He goes, Wayne, just walks on. You don't need to say anymore. You know, you've proved your point. Yeah, but him and Tom, like, the, the banter between them. I don't care. Listen, the guys are there to watch ex-Blues players. I'm a Blues fan. You know, I'm yeah. honoured to be on the park with these guys. Honoured. So I don't mind, you know, having a little cameo role at the end and stuff and, and just being there, just support the, the club and, and just mm. raise a few quid. You know, I'll sign the ball and the shirts and whatever. Obviously, I'm, yeah. I'm a boxer, you know. I mean, I think we had one person there uh, who was doing stuff for and I went and got a glove off Ricky Hatton for them. You know, I said, look, obviously, you know, boxing's my thing, but when I see Ricky next, I'll get you a glove. And actually, you know, I, I delivered on that promise and got him a, a Ricky Hatton signed glove and that, that I could raise for the charity as well. So, it's fantastic. It just for me, it's, it's you, surreal just being you, able to be part of the... Yeah. Part of the you're, setup, an you're an inspiration. You're an inspiration, mate. Nick, I was going to say... With, you know with, what, with, Brownie, I'll tell you what, go on. We, we've not had a show like this, have we? No, no. I'm we've just, I'm just fascinated listening to this. that much coming at me? Like, you know, wow, what a, what a bloke. What an absolute yeah, yeah. top bloke. Brenda, Brown, Wayne, do you ever go into schools and give talks 
because so many bullies today in schools, maybe your talk would be a great idea. Oh, I think you All the be. time. All the oh. time. All the time. Good. I worked yeah. with the police. Actually, actually, about uh, what was it? a few years ago, I made, uh, got made an ambassador for the WBC, which is a massive honour for me. Probably yeah. we talk about we talk about the hardest fight, but my proudest achievement would probably be uh, getting the award from the WBC, and they made me an ambassador for services to the sport. That's fantastic. Now, basically, what it was, we went into an area in Chelmsley Wood where a kid had been stabbed and murdered, and we went in there with my with my, my business box clever and literally set up a mobile boxing ring, which is what we do. We set it up in areas where there's not much activity going on, and mm. we try and get the kids off the streets and learning a bit of boxing. And so I remember going in there the first week and it was supposed to be a trial run, about three weeks. The police were helping yeah. to fund it. And they were like, you know, Wayne, you could hit a bit of compensation. I always went on the sessions. People used to make me laugh because they'd say it was called Wayne Alcock's Box Clever. And they'd go, oh, you're actually here? Yeah. Well, it's not like Gary Lineker's football school where he's never there. You know, I'm here. Oh, it's dear. Wayne Alcock's Box Clever. <laughs> no, but, no, but you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah. There's a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, put yeah. their name to something, but they actually won't be there. So I was yeah. there, I'm always there. So anyway, the coach has come back to me and said, look, we're having a bit of compensation. Somebody's saying this is out of order. Someone's been stabbed and murdered and you're doing boxing violence. So mm. I actually went out and spoke to him and said, look, you know, it's not about that. And I've never felt the need, and I still don't today, felt the need to carry a weapon of any sorts. These are my weapons because I've learned how to box. And maybe if these guys knew how to box, then the guy would still be alive and he wouldn't have been stabbed and murdered. So mm. it was, for me, it was, it was kind of like, you know, teaching the discipline uh, and, and, and boxing is the other way around. For me, it's, it doesn't turn you into someone that just wants to fight everyone out there. If anything, like I say, for me as a kid, I was I was a cock in my school. I was always fighting. Uh, and when I started boxing, as I say, I stopped fighting. I wasn't interested in fighting. I was interested in boxing in the boxing ring and winning trophies and medals and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't interested in fighting Joe Bloggs down the road where I couldn't get anything out of that. I wouldn't be a buzz out of knocking someone who couldn't box out. And it gives you that. But it also gives you that confidence where... They know that literally, if they've overstepped the mark, you could just with a look or the right words. You're not trying to. You don't. You don't even raise your voice. Right, yeah. like, you know. That, you know. Just let's hold it there, mate. You know, and it, and it will kind of stop at that. So it gives them mm. that self assert. People will get that vibe off you, that aura off you. Great. Mm. Lots and lots and lots of comments coming. Craig Courtney says, "I feel the tilt and talk show." Charity game against Wayne and the old boys who would be up for it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, look, look at us. Look at us. What's that on? What's that on, Nick? FIFA? Is that on FIFA? <laughs> <laughs> Would be yeah. We'd still lose. <laughs> <laughs> We'd still lose. <laughs> oh, me, um, yeah. uh, Brenda says, what a fantastic guy Wayne is. Thank yeah. you, Brenda. There's, there's just loads and loads and loads of comments. You've got goosebumps listening to your stories. So hooked on all your memories. Absolutely loving this show. Well done. Thank you. Massive difference between a street fight and boxing. Boxing's controlled aggression. Street fights are just idiots thinking they're clever. Well, we've seen that up and down the country, don't we, to be honest with you? Mm, mm. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Wayne, did you watch the game on Saturday just gone? And what would you make of the current... Obviously, Karanka's recently come in. And you know what? What you make of uh, really, the future now? Really impressed. And I think defensively, we've really tidied it up. And I think that's where yeah. we was lacking before. And we was leaking goals, uh, you know, a lot of the time. A lot of stupid goals. Uh, which is what I used to like when Rout was there, to be fair, in some respects. He did get it quite yeah. strong and secure. But we seem to be getting that back now. Yeah, good. Yeah. That, you know, it wasn't the result. But listen, I'm really impressed with where we are at the moment. And we're yeah. moving in the right direction. Yeah. I don't think most people would give us a chance. So to be sitting no. off with, with, with about eighth, eighth in the table, mm. uh, yeah. 
respectable, yeah. respectable. Yeah, yeah, we should have won the Rotherman game, to be honest with you. But I'm just pleased that we're not leaking goals left, right and centre. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Better. We still need a bloody striker, though, which is what we've always seemed to struggle with. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Don't get me wrong. You know, mm-hmm. Ogan was a decent acquisition, but we just need someone out and out, an out and out striker. I think we we lacking an out and out striker, and mm. it's something that we nice have. Um, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what the budget's like, but it'd be nice to have a marquee signing, wouldn't it, before the window shuts? Yeah, but, you know, yeah, yeah. Five, yeah. Six million on a centre forward. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if 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 the funds if the funds are there, it's just that's what I think we've. Since, well, ever since I've followed them, to be honest, you struggled to get that. You know, I mean, really, should I have? I mean, it was a toss up. Obviously, I, I love Debs, and that was obviously you, you think about Force Hall, but he was hardly down with us. But like, he's then one of our most prolific strikers. You know, that's he's one of our most yeah. prolific scorers in terms yeah. over the last few years. And he was arguably with us, really. So that doesn't really say a lot about what we're like in terms of uh, strikes, uh, strike, you know, strikers and stuff. We've always struggled in that area, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, keeping older players, isn't it? Let's, let's be yeah, honest, definitely. we struggle to keep all of them when they start going to, to, a, to another level, if you like. We need the money, so to yeah. speak. Uh, yeah. It's a shame we can't get, you know, someone's coming, which I thought we'd got a few years ago, uh, where there'd be pots of money, you know. I mean, look, look at the likes of the Man Cities of this world and mm-hmm. Chelsea that were really doing nothing really before the, 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 the owners come in and, and, and pumped all that yeah. money in. I'd love for something like, you know, Birmingham was just, for me, you know, oh, I love it to be, for something like that to happen, who knows? Hopefully in my time that may happen. You know, yeah. at the moment we've just got we've just got used to it, haven't we? We've just got used to uh, yeah. having to do it the hard way. Yeah. It was a, t- a really tough end to the season. I thought it was a, a, a wrong to really say that you were going before the you know as the manager did back then. I think that just took the edge off. It, it killed us really, to be fair, because I thought we could have done better the last run in the season. In the end, we was nearly fighting relegation, weren't we? Again, it was like yeah, you yeah, yeah, have yeah, seen yeah. that yeah. as you come ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have seen that, yeah. and it was a real tough bloody end to the season, to be fair. And then. I oh. think, like most Blues fans at the time, we was kind of like, ah, oh, this guy again. that bought it now. Yeah. Would he do anything? You know, yeah. I was a bit yeah. worried, to be fair. I was a bit worried. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But the way he started, like, you can only, you, you've got to judge people on the results and, and how they're doing. And so far, you know, for me, so good. I'm really happy. Uh, I think yeah, don't, don't forget, forget, don't forget as well, we've still got Leco to come in. And we've had yeah, yeah. Off as well. Hopefully yeah. he can, he can yeah. do something good for us as well. And yeah. I like the fact that we went a goal down with a couple of minutes to go and we fought back, you know, we didn't give up. Yeah. Our heads didn't drop. I'm only going back three months and our heads would have yeah. dropped. I know. It's a yeah, different team. Completely different. different. It's a different yeah. team, different um, yeah. psych. Yeah. Different mentality, it's, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. definitely yeah. And it, it, a lot of it is that, yeah, the mentality is there now, you know, to be fair. The, it's the right mentality. And yeah. that They don't believe they can get beat and to score that late on proves that. Really, and I know. Nine times out of ten, that was last year. We might have conceded a bloody second. Never mind, got an equaliser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice comments keep coming in. Paul McCarthy, one word: class. Graham Brown, such a humble top guy. So great listening to him talk. Keep right on. Uh, Liam Carroll, boxing is the most disciplined sport in the world. Control environment. Many of the kids who run riot today would have a lot more respect for others in society. It's a very poignant comment that one. Wayne, you were so you were so well loved, Wayne. Craig Courtney, what a show. Craig also wants uh, me and you to do an arm wrestle, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I'd better get back in the gym then. (laughs) You won't need to. You won't need to, mate. (laughs) Just your little little pinky. 59 on Christmas Day. I've never told anybody. No, really? (laughs) Christmas Day? (laughs) Joking. (laughs) I just get involved in crashes on my birthday. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a little bit of a different show, I suppose. Obviously, because it's a boxing spin to it, and obviously we we, mm. we, we football. But uh, but again, it's the same for me. Like it was it was 
thanks for having me on firstly guys you know mm-hmm. massively appreciate it it's having me on with you guys loving it loving got, it you know blues yeah. through and through it's the same as yeah. you know doing the charity games I know it's a, a different spin with the boxing and stuff but uh, obviously uh, in terms of uh, boxers uh, and, and football teams we've got the best record in terms of uh, the boxers that have come from here with Rob McCracken with Cal Yaffo with myself mm-hmm. uh, with Frankie Gavin with Matt Macklin you know when you look at the, the, the blue half of the city mate we've turned out all the best fighters absolutely oh, yeah. definitely, we're, we're definitely. Well uh, uh, right, that's a big <laughs> question then uh, Wayne yeah. right all this year we've been doing uh, a lot of charity work for PTSD yeah mm-hmm. so soldiers that have returned from war yeah. zone and uh, uh, our family here is very closely connected. I won't go into all the details right now, but we're, we're very connected um, with it for specific reasons. Is there anything you, you, you could offer us for that we could um, auction up on our charity night? Oh, put him on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, listen, what, what, what about this then? What about me doing a, a one-to-one session with anyone? Uh, one-to-one boxing session with someone. Oh, if I didn't have this bad finger... Teach them the basics. If they haven't boxed before, they might have boxed before. If they haven't boxed before, then I'll learn them how to box. Oh, um, we'll have a little bit of fun. Uh, showing them a bit about the noble arts, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's that for you? So, one to one session, it'll be a boxing session, and I'll introduce them to the noble art, the, uh, noble art of boxing. And, that's, uh, great. that's a great Great yeah. So, yeah, put me down for that. I'll do that. Uh, it's very close to me, all that, to be fair. Me, me, me mum's remarried to a guy who was in the Royal Engineers for 25 mm. years. He'd done his full service there. And my dad was in the signals. So, uh, yeah, it was mad. It's going to turn your phone around, mate. When, 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 me, when, me, uh, oh, when, when mm. my dad actually passed away, believe it or not, I went to sign up and I wanted to, be an, I wanted to be a soldier. So I said, sign me up. And the guy looked at me and he said, look, you know, look where you are in the amateur ratings. You're way up there, mate. If you join the army, you'll be in the army boxing team. I said, no, no, I need to be a squadron. He went, no, no, you'll be in the army boxing team. I won't lie to you. If you sign up, that's where you're going to be. You'll be in a tracksuit for the rest of your life, basically, and just boxing for the army. But I didn't want to be uh, a boxer for the army. I wanted to be I wanted to be a soldier, uh, mm. in memory of my dad, to be fair. I'm glad I never joined up because I wouldn't have done what I'd done in the end. But, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I didn't join, uh, purely because they told me I would have had to box when I just wanted to learn how to be a soldier, so to speak, or be a soldier. Auntie Linda yeah. says, I'll get in the ring with you, Wayne. Ooh. Nick, Nick, <laughs> Nick, maybe, Nick, maybe our we are ex- talking about the boxing ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nick, maybe our accessi blues uh, people might be able to set something up regarding that. Nick, do you think? Sorry, yeah. Maybe our accessi blues uh, friends might be able to get something oh, sorted. Linda, regarding Linda, that. I tell you what, you know, Linda is just amazing. She's a wonderful, wonderful woman. She does so much for everybody else in the community, mm-hmm. and uh, you get know, it filmed we, we as well. Yeah. We just pay you, Linda, so much respect off the show. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. We just love you to bits, Bab. Honestly, you're, you're brilliant. I thought he was going to say we paid, didn't he? Mark, are we going to have the bo- are we going to have anything to do with boxing and football for the last fifteen? Yes, that's, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Last, last fifteen minutes is in, in three minutes' time. Uh, right. but start thinking it will be anything to do with the gym, or or the boxing ring, or, or boxing. Yeah. And footballers, football in general, football, anything, right? Okay, so get your thinking heads on. Anything to do with boxing and football? Now, Wayne, you can't. I don't know whether you can see the comments that are coming through on the show. But what I'll start in a minute is reading some out, and I and I I crack every week, mate. So (laughs) just you keep talking, and I'll keep laughing for the next fifteen minutes. (laughs) Some of them are hilarious, Wayne. Honestly, we have all different subjects every week. Last week was TV programs, and I was howling, man. Some of them was hilarious. (laughs) Brilliant. 
We carried on, didn't we, in the week? <laughs> <laughs> carries on all, all during the week on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brenda, uh, Brenda, thank you for sharing us with your, your compassion and love in everything you have done and doing. Well done, Brenda. Uh, Bleeps thinks I can box. I don't think so, Bleeps. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you something different to that. We'll do it next week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Wayne, do you... Do you get interest from uh, young girls to take up boxing? A keen interest from girls in South Africa to take up the sport? That's from Michael. Well, my first, well, the first female boxer, she boxes for England, Stevie Pitts, another one to look out for. That's my other professional. I've got three pros. The last one I've just signed, literally just signed in there, Stevie Pitts, boxes for England. She's the current England champion, female. Uh, that's the first girl that I've actually trained. Uh, and she's just turned professional now. As I say, she's done it all as an amateur. A lot of young girls got into it when Nicola Adams won the gold medal. A lot yeah. of interest from there. Uh, it's continued through because now, obviously, Katie Taylor's turn. Peter right? Unglove. Yeah. <laughs> Unglove. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Katie Taylor obviously showed <laughs> girls that they can take it from the amateurs into the professionals. Katie Taylor's a breath of fresh air for women's boxing. Uh, and a massive, you know, torch, really. And there's a lot more I'm finding now. A lot more girls are coming into the gym uh, and learning how to box. So, yeah, it's a, the, the sport's thriving. I think they'll get to the stage soon where, just like they have in the football, where I believe eventually you'll have women's boxing and men's boxing. I think that the two won't be able to mix eventually because right. there'll be too much. Mm. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. Frank Shabon got lamped hard. Paul, we've got Frank yeah, got lamped hard. Frank got lamped <laughs> so what oh, was your favourite you venue you fought at Wayne what was your favourite venue you fought at and what's the most you fought in front of uh, oh god well it would have been obviously uh, well you got the MEN obviously the MEN arena in Manchester uh, yeah. that holds a fair few in there I boxed yeah. in Switzerland at the Basel FC Basel Stadium which was again massive uh, wow. against Arthur Abrams that was crazy there uh, they're big venues I boxed when uh, uh, the next one Cardiff, that the uh, Cardiff Castle, that was an outdoor one. And Joe Calzaghi boxed wow. the box there, and that was weird being outside as well at Cardiff Castle. Uh, my favourite one would probably be I boxed at the NIA uh, in Birmingham. Obviously, my favourite venue was always boxing in front of my own crowd, in front of bullies yeah. and uh, so yeah, at the yeah. end of my career, most of my fights were at Birmingham. So I fought the uh, the Aston Events Centre a few times. Yeah. I love the atmosphere in there. I remember quickly. I'll just go on there. The first fights I had in Birmingham, after I left Frank Warren, and I came and relaunched again in Birmingham. And literally, I remember, uh, we was just about to go out to the crowd. There was no TV. It wasn't a TV show. It was a small little show. I'd gone with a smaller promoter. And I was just about to go out into the crowd. And you know, it was all like the, the wooden seating around the venue and so forth. And before I went into the arena, I was just about to go out. And the guy said, the ring whip said, look, Wayne, you can walk when you want. It's not on TV. It's fine. And I remember just about to go out into the arena. And all of a sudden, all you could hear around the arena was... Oh, cock. Like, really loud. And the back of my neck, the hairs on the back of my neck. It was the first fight ever in wow. Birmingham. And I just remember thinking, I remember saying to Paddy, I can't go out yet. I'll be going out and waving at everyone and all sorts. I'm here, people, you know what I mean? It was a, a bit of a strange one. So I kept my head together. I got my head down, put my hood up, put my hands on the top of my shoulders and my coach, walked to the ring and I thought, like, you know, just ignore everyone's there, Wayne. Come on, you're here to do a job. You don't want to lose your first ever fight in Birmingham. And that was the fight where, as I say, I knocked him out in 56 seconds. So it yeah. didn't take anything to last long. Yeah. But, uh, but, worried, but that was, for me, the atmosphere. And the, and the other good venue I used to look at, the, the smaller venues are the ones I enjoyed. 
The other yeah, venue yeah. I used to like, and I never lost there either, and I knocked out a kid in. It was my quickest knockout, I think. It was in the York Hall. York Hall, Bethnal Green. Absolutely loved boxing there. Very small, but it actually felt like the crowd were in the ring with you, the way the balconies yeah. used to come around the top of it. So I used to love the York Hall as well. It's a fantastic uh, venue to box at as well. Yeah. Was it Dave Spitwater, John Scales. John Scales. Sorry, go on, Mark. What was that? I was gonna I was gonna say, uh, Wayne, was there any like genuine dislikes of anyone when you were in the ring? Or was it all you know Yeah, there was, yeah. Yeah, there was, there was. Yeah. It wasn't all show, you did have some genuine dislikes for people. Yeah, some sometimes you do, yeah. Don't get me wrong yeah. though, I think it's one of them sports and I think a lot of people can learn a lot from it. Uh, obviously leading up to the fight you, you hate each other's guts and you, you know they're making me train harder you're the one who's making me who's stopping my seeing my children who's making me diet you know all these things stay away from I'm actually doing training camps in America and Portugal and all the rest of it and you're away from your family and it kills you uh, and you think you're the reason so this is why I've got to make you pay but it's crazy because you hate each other massively all up to the fight you have the fight and then he's your best friend mm. you know it's like Longless come on we'll have a point you know it's crazy yeah. Uh, a lot of the time. So, yeah, uh, mine times out of 10, the dislike is real. The hatred, if you like, if you like, if you want to call it that, is real. But then after yeah. the fight, when you've swapped level with someone and tried to take each other's head off for 12 rounds, at the end of it, the, the respect yeah. is unreal. You know, and you, yeah. nine times out of 10, you'll end yeah. up being friends forever and a day, you know, uh, uh, for sharing the ring for that time. So, yeah, it's uh, but there is genuine dislike. Yeah, of course there is. Are you, you, you're still in touch. Re- you're still in touch Sorry. with some. Are you still in touch with some of your opponents from back in the day you still in touch now say, yeah on facebook probably yeah you've got i've got opponents there yeah. as i've got boys i've boxed against if you like you know we like each other posts and whatever and speaking mm. that uh yeah we, we're still in touch i wouldn't say we go yeah. out drinking and that but we're on about obviously doing a like a little reunion uh and getting a few of the old fighters back in there and stuff and so some of my ex-opponents will be will be there i'm part of uh the xboxes association and stuff as well down here so a lot of the time you'll see some of these guys coming through uh, okay. the, the reason I started Box Clever, to be fair, was literally because uh, it was to try and give fighters an, an opportunity uh, to do something after the sport. So I created it, and it was, and I've got all the stuff there. And I've actually set a couple of boxes up in it, where literally I go, look, I've done all the paperwork. I've done all the, this is the program, and it just takes all that hard work away from them. This is what mm. we're doing. We're going to deliver in schools. I mean, if you said to a kid, you know, go into this hall, how many how many chairs can you fit in this hall, for instance? And they'll say, I don't know, I don't care. But if you get them into something they enjoy and you say, how many mm. boxing rings can I fit in there? And they go, oh, one, two. You know, it's just a totally mm. thing. Score this 12-round fight for me between Manny Pacquiao and Vic. Score this 12-round fight. Now, they're doing maths without even realising they're doing maths. Yeah, so, again, yeah. you're getting on that education yeah. element. They'll add them scores up. But if yeah. you just ask them to add up 10, 9, 10, 8, whatever, they'll just tell you where to go. But you do it as a boxing match yeah. and tell me yeah. who the winner was. Now, all of a sudden, you, you're getting the you, you combat in, you're getting a little bit of education in there as well. And that's what the program was run on. But it was made uh, by a champion to create champions. But it was I wanted other champions to do it. So, ex fighters, I wanted to come and give back to the sport. Don't leave. You've been in the sport for a mm-hmm. long time. Stay mm-hmm. in the sport and give back. Unfortunately, boxing, uh, a lot of fighters have come out of there. And I suppose that might be in a lot of sports as well, where they've come out of it and they're a little bit, I would say, bitter towards the sport and that. Probably haven't done as well. Probably didn't go as well as they wanted. Probably did earn, stack loads of money, but now they're skins. And they mm. don't want to do nothing with the sport. I'm there to prove that even with me not earning the same sort of money of your Carl Frotches and your Ricky yeah. Hanza, with the money I earned, I still managed to invest it correctly. And obviously I had a proper, you know, Paddy Lynch was a good mentor. 
but I managed to invest that money. And I've, I, I, don't, I don't think I've worked a day in my life since I've retired because everything I do is boxing related. I'm working with the kids. I've got the pro boxers. I've got the box clever. I've got the shop. It's all boxing. Mm. So I'm able to stay in the sport and give back yeah. uh, and yeah. not be bitter towards the sport. I love the sport and hopefully that will inspire and encourage other kids. So, yeah, it was kind of created to, to like help them boxers that have probably gone away from the sport. You know, I would love them to stay involved in the sports, and that's why I created Box Clever so they could kind of run that Super. program. Uh, right, we've got Jude Bellring Hum. <laughs> uh, we've got Jeffrey uh, <laughs> Benitez, brilliant one, absolutely superb. Uh, Kidney Punchion, <laughs> Daniel Messi, uh, Gary Mouthguard. No. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Rope Burns. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, what about Muhammad Ali McCoist? Oh, <laughs> Neil War knock him out. <laughs> Neil War knock him out. I like that. <laughs> Harry, Harry Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's some good ones. <laughs> what about what about Sparks Greening? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, you you lot have me absolutely cracked up. I promise you. <laughs> well, we've got nine minutes to go. Keep you thinking, have someone anything to do with uh, boxing and football? Anything to do with boxing and football? That's all you got to do. Uh, Renza says I'm watching too. Jeremy Wayne, Jeremy said you've got to shout this on the show. Come on, Blues! Come on, Blues! Come on! Oh, Jeremy, we miss him. We miss him. And and Brenda. Oh, mate, it's horrible. I'm hating this. I suppose well, we... what did you make of it? What did you make of it when Mayweather fought um, Conor McGregor? Oh, it's really funny that is to be fair, because I kind of knew <laughs> that obviously Mayweather was gonna like smash him to pieces, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't think I don't think he's a he's a blues fan, so we're all right. I don't think he'll be watching this. But there was a guy that was coming past the shop every day and he was literally like have you seen Conor McGregor, Wayne? I went, what? Have you seen him? Have you seen him? Oh, he's looking brilliant, mate. He's going to give you a Mayweather so much trouble. I said, mate, you're having a laugh, mate. He won't touch Mayweather. You know, he's 50. He's going to be 50. You know, he's a, he'll play with him. You know, he only, he'll keep him in there as long as he needs him to. But no, no, no. You're all wrong, Wayne. If you want to put some money on it, we'll put some. I said, no, listen, I won't take your money off you. He said, no, I think he's Conor McGregor. He's going to do it. I've been watching the videos on him and all the rest of it. He hasn't spoke to me since since the fight. <laughs> he walks past the shop still, but he never speaks to me anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't, I didn't make much of it. To be fair, it was a, uh, it was just two guys making a fortune out of uh, yeah, obviously did. bringing two things together: UFC and and, and obviously boxing. Mm. Seeing there was a niche there. Mayweather's not stupid. McGregor's not stupid. They made shit loads of money. Yeah. Yeah, fair yeah, play yeah. to him, you know. Fair play to him. But on, yeah, the, on the boxing yeah. perspective, it's a gutting that literally there's much better fighters out there. That you know that the money he would have earned for that fight would set him up for life, and you know there's fighters out there, better fighters than that uh, in the past that mm. literally have never had that opportunity. Wouldn't have earned that myself included. Wouldn't have earned that throughout your career, and he's just got it for one fight. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. It reminded just... it reminded me of that old TV show on MTV. Do you remember Celebrity Deathmatch? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, McGregor's supposed to fight in Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard, but he's no? supposed We've to got be the fight Bill in Conor McGregor's fighting Manny Pacquiao next. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? No. Another suicide mission. You know, oh, it's crazy. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is it. Go go the main event stand. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Mouthguard. <laughs> Jesse Mouthguard. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Gareth Nelspaugh, mate. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm struggling with this one. Are you? But oh, I can't Peter, Glo- on, yeah. uh, Peter Glover and Krantz. Yeah, <sighs> Peter Glover. All oh, right, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Pretty crap. <laughs> oh, not again. <laughs> uh, quickly, Paul, Mark, uh, Wayne, and Chris predictions for the weekends. Uh, my way, ain't they? Stoke City, your way. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Up the chip ends. Yeah. Yeah. Chris first. Uh, I'm still going to go for a win. Um, two, two one Blues. Two one. I'm going two nil. Mark. I'm going for a uh, one one. Chris, uh, sorry, Paul. <laughs> I'm going to go two one as well. Two one. Two, uh, Wayne. One two. Yeah. I'm going to get two nil. I think that we do. You know, defensively doing well. I'm going to get two nil. I'm going to get two nil on this one. I think we can. Linda, we can believe it. Well. I was going to nil to the Blues. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, the deal is, if, if Birmingham City scores six, Wayne, any time this season, Chris has got to do a show in the nude. Yeah. I've got to say, <laughs> Khan, uh, hi, lads, how are you doing? Hope you're feeling a lot better, Shabba. Shabba was a guy who fell out the tree uh, trying to rescue his uh, little one's drone and has had several spinal operations in, in the process. So, yeah, everybody's going for a win. It's looking like uh, we're all mm-hmm. back in what Crankar's doing 2 2 from Brenda, 1 0 Dave Twine, 2 0 Paul McCarthy. Yep, so it's all looking good. It's all yeah, we're not leaking. You know, listening to him speaking after the game against Rotherham, I think he was really disappointed that we, we leaked a stupid goal, really, to be fair. So mm-hmm. it'll, said, it'll, it'll be trying to sort that a bit more. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Steve Portman's gone 2 2. Nobody's, nobody's predicted that we're going to lose yet, though. Thank you. Confidence is back, isn't it? I think that the lads are feeling good again, and you can tell that there's a good feeling about the place. And that's really good. The way Karanka comes across is really good, isn't it? You know, he he kind of like he knows his stuff, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, Yeah, even though we can't go, Paul. Right, there is just a little bit more feel-good factor, and Wayne will tell you this. I'm sure that confidence breeds confidence. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It does. Uh, it, uh, in any sport, I believe that you know it's it's a, it's a mind over matter thing. It's a mm. it's a mental state of mind. It's a mental yeah. state of mind. Definitely, yeah, I know that from when I was playing football. We so you know when you're on a run. Yeah. I remember you know on a run you could be. I know we was two nil down against one team playing, and uh, we still come back and won three two. But the way we were playing, it was like you know we were winning two nil mm. even when we was two nil down because we just yeah, didn't yeah. believe we could get beaten. It proved the case. You know you're right. I think that's anything in, same as in boxing. You know, I've lost four rounds in a fight and knocked the kid out in the fifth. You just—it's all about belief, and I think the players have got that belief. And fair play to the manager because uh, he's kind of instilling that. It's having that respect yeah. and, that, and that belief in your manager, and he, he comes across really well, to be honest. And I he think does, the players yeah. respect that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, real, yeah. yeah. real, real and doubt. Um, and Linda, thank you very much. Uh, don't forget, people. And I hope I think Linda's got a list of all the people that have uh, agreed to do this this year. Don't forget, people, every goal, blue score, one pound is pledged to PTSD. <laughs> We're all doing that in the studio. Yeah. Um, our good friends at Borgie Labour Club have pledged ten pounds per goal, which is incredible. <laughs> and um, you can join in with that if you wish. <laughs> You're very fantastic. welcome to. That's fantastic. The more the more <laughs> effort we put in, the more we get out. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Can I just mention next right. week we've got uh, Marcelo on the uh, show. Marcello yeah, next yeah, week, yeah. that will be an yeah. absolute... Uh, that'll be good. That's going to be a good one. Looking yeah. forward to that. Can I yeah. just say, Wayne, wow. Oh, my God. Thank you so, 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 so much, mate, for giving your time up tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, boxing is a must sport, right? Yeah. I, I don't mind watching, you know, the, the, the shows. I think there's, again, like football, far too much money involved right at the top end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like the way Sky... 
have monopolized it now and and you've got to pay pay for per view and i understand you know yeah. you guys got to make your money and it's it's a yeah. job and i wouldn't want to stand in the ring getting battered by anybody to be perfectly honest yeah yeah um <laughs> but wow so for tonight my man you know what the comments that have come out tonight there's just been unbelievable yeah, unbelievable no, it's, it's, it's a pleasure thanks thanks for having me on you're talking mm. about obviously the sky sports thing to be honest uh, obviously, I was boxing all my career on Sky Sports, yeah. uh, which was, you know, obviously the money's better for me. Obviously, the money was better for the fighters. So you got to look at the fighters, but it's better. But you know what? Don't made him was literally was I was winning the titles that the people like Nigel Ben, Michael Watson, and all that one, and ugly, you know, could literally walk through your own town unnoticed when yeah. you know yourself. Them guys were like, you know, that because of ITV, yeah. because he's been on mainstream yeah. telly, yeah. they were just like, you know, household names. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that yeah. killed me. I come in that. Error after Nigel Ben and stuff. So it was a killer for me, mm. really. We had more money, but it was kind of like no one really knew. Yeah, you know, it's like, who are you, mate? That was a killer for me, really, because it did come away. Back then, if you remember, not many people had Sky. A lot of no. people have got the Sky now, but they've, they've took it to the next level now. Not only is it you've got Sky, now, now it's got to be paper bloody view, which is what yeah, I hate, yeah, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on normal mainstream yeah. Sky Sports, yeah. and it wouldn't be that bad. But not only do they pay for Sky Sports, but now they go, yeah, next to 20 quid or whatever it is, and you can watch it on pay-per-view. I don't mm. agree with that at all, guys, to be fair. I know fighters yeah, need to make I'll tell you what, I really, really admire you for that comment, mate. I promise you. Mm. I promise mm. you. I know, look, we've all got to make a living, right? We've all got to make a yeah, living. Yeah, yeah. And, mm. uh, you know, and again, for me, I'll, I'll reiterate to everybody, like just do what you're good at. Mm. Honestly, for me, my career it was it was always about the fans. Honestly, I mean, I wouldn't want to be boxing now because they're boxing with no crowd. And I said to my, I, I said to my, to my, I said like literally, I wouldn't want to be there now. You know what I mean? Obviously, you've got to earn a few quid, but that would just be like boxing in a, in, in a gym, like a sparring yeah. session with no yeah. crowd. I used to buzz so much off the crowd; it was unreal. Everything yeah. I did was literally for the people who used to come and support me and stuff. So uh, I think that's a massive thing. And so <laughs> I'm probably looking at it on that side when I talk about. I'm not a big fan of pay-per-view and stuff because I love the fans and I don't. I think they pay enough as it is without mm. having to spend even more. But there you go. That's just yeah. my take. It's okay. not going to make. Wayne, COVID nineteen. Yeah. We're in. Uh, we're, we're back in. Well, we're still in the midst of this uh, pandemic. It hasn't gone away. Yeah. Uh, I've just seen something flash up on Sky News that there's five new rules the government have brought out. So we'll look into that one in a minute. Yeah. Um, but for you now and for us as Birmingham City fans, you're right, and that's just all we are at the, now with blue noses. Yeah. That, that's yeah. it. Don't matter. I don't care whether you've got a big house and a mansion. If you're a blue nose, mate, you're a blue nose. But I don't care, right? I really genuinely don't. You're part of the family. You're part of the Tilton Talk family. Thank you so much for coming on. And would you now just give it whatever's on the top of your head a message to all the Birmingham City fans out there because we can't go to games, we can't meet up, we're all having difficult times, and just inspire them. My message to you guys is literally just keep supporting the team the way we've been over the years. We've been through a lot of tough times. Uh, at the minute, the, the squad's flying. You know, let's all get beyond that. It's a shame we can't get down there and actually go go and support me, but we'll make the most of it and, and, and get onto your Blues TV and watch yeah. it on there if you can, if you get the opportunity to do that. Uh, and obviously, you know, when brighter days come and this COVID-19's out of the way, then we can all get together. And hopefully I'll see many of you are hopefully watching this show tonight down the ground because I'll, I'll make a, 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 a I'll close I'll just close the shop for a Saturday I suppose one of the times and we'll come down there and hopefully I'll get to meet you guys and, and obviously yeah, come most on. of the people who come and watch the show I'd love that yeah. uh, and we'll, we'll cheer the boys on to victory I'm really I'm really I'm really confident about this year and what we're going to do to be fair I think we can we can do really well uh, mm -hmm. it's keeping the faith in the guys at, at the top and what they're doing uh, the manager uh, the players I just think like now we've just got to stick together 
we've always been a massive family and we've always stuck together the unity with, with the Blues I've never seen I've never felt her at any other club have got that kind of unity that we've got I feel it when I'm when I'm playing for the Blues when we're doing the, the games on the charity games the, the crowds that we get there are fantastic you know and the guys who come and support us so uh, stay strong guys uh, keep supporting the team and I'll hopefully look forward to seeing many of you in the, in the near future hopefully when this all clears up Thanks, Wayne. From oh, myself. Fantastic. Good night. From Mrs. Brown. Good night. <laughs> good night. Gene. Good night, all. Keep right good on. Good night, guys. All the best. Keep right on. And Wayne Orcock, what an absolute belter this has been. Superb. You're an absolute gem, mate. You're a diamond and you're a brook. Thanks you're for a having good me on. And you've got a brilliant Thank accent and I love it. And you're down to <laughs> earth and you're proper. Keep right on, buddy. Stop, mate. Keep right on, guys. All the best, everybody. Nice we'll see you back here next month. Yeah, that's Sports, our principal sporters, and this is it. The film talk show is now ended. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.